Hello! Welcome to the Artist Reality Podcast, where we'll take you on a journey into the life of artists, the challenges they face, and their hopes and dreams. My name is Federica Elena. I work with artists to help their dreams become a reality. And Andrea is an artist who is passionate about empowering the arts community. Every month, together, we will have honest conversation with artists and talk with professionals who can support them. Welcome, everyone, to the third episode of the Artist Reality Podcast. Today we have with us Francesca Faulin. Is it correct <laughs> that I am Italian? Yes, it's correct. Perfect. We are so grateful to have you with us. Thank you very much. Before we get started with different topics, I would love you to introduce yourself to the audience and give a little bit of your context, who you are, where you're coming from, and what are you doing right now. Okay, so thank you for having me on this podcast. I'm really excited to get to talk to you about this topic and I appreciate you creating this space for artists to talk about themselves. I think it's really It's really important and it's really interesting. So I'm originally from Italy. I have a background in sociology and communication. I studied in Milan and then I moved to Berlin and did something completely different. I worked in digital marketing. I always had a passion for photography, which I started practicing around like about like 12 years ago. But it's always been just a passion, so something I would do during travel or on specific occasion. And then I only started to see as an artistic practice, so to say, when I came to Lisbon. I think I met a lot of people who kind of changed a little bit my idea of what it is to be an artist and what it takes to be an artist. And also I had more time. I probably was more mature. I don't know <laughs> about that. So yeah, that's Lisbon meant for me, like taking photography a little bit more seriously, spending more time with it and engaging in like projects rather than just day-to-day -day photography. This is really nice. Thank you. I want to ask you where exactly this passion for photography came from. Why did you choose photograph instead of painting, for example? There's a specific reason. How did this passion start for you? So, I mean, that's definitely a question I ask myself very often as well. I think the easy answer is that because I'm really terrible at drawing or painting or <laughs> like any other type of representation. But more seriously, I really like the relationship photography has with reality and memory. I think... I mean, most people tend to see photography as simply a depiction of reality. And I think also a lot of other people know that that's absolutely not as straightforward as it may sound. In my work, I've started focusing more on the relationship photography has with memory. I really like to work with archives. Um, the photographs in an archive for me become a tool to look at the past and reconstruct a story because. I came to learn in the course of my life that truth is not as absolute as we like to think. We all have our truths. And so in this way, 
the photographs that compose like a memory can be a tool to like tell our truth and I think as this is what artists do I don't know if this is what I managed to do but I try to do it to tell my story and to tell my truth through my photographs and also sometimes like using archives material not only photographs but actually also writings so honestly speaking when I met you I was really inspired by your story and especially the fact that you always want to tell the truth was really interesting especially for an artist and I also really like the fact that you've been really courageous to move on from Milano and arrive to Lisbon and to jump in a project that was not exactly coming from your background. So I think that sometimes is a mixture of excitement and being a little bit of afraid of doing something new because you literally jump into something in a field that you never approach. So maybe you can tell us to the audience what was your approach on just jumping and doing something new and which kind of question are you asking yourself before doing or before just literally uh, transitioning into this kind of career and this kind of field? Yeah, so I think, I mean, it all started, I mean, I wouldn't say by accident, but it was very organic the way I started to think about photography in terms of a project. And the most important element was definitely time. So to have more time for myself, and it, this happened when I left my full-time job to become a freelancer, not in photography, but in something else. This transition meant for me to like take almost like six months to a year of pause in which I just tried to understand what I wanted to do. I mean, not just in terms of what I support myself with, so my work, but also other things. And okay, we are making it too long. I remember like I I decided to participate to this open call. It was just a local thing in Lisbon, a group on Facebook. They were they wanted to organize an exhibition and they had a theme and we had to work on a series of six photographs to send to them and to participate in this exhibition. And I think for me, this was the start of not just photographing what I liked or what I was taken by on the street or during a trip but just thinking ahead and trying to understand what, what is it that I wanted to say how so the topic was really easy was Lisbon but obviously I didn't want to be too obvious I didn't want just to take like beautiful shots of the city which is beautiful so it would have been really easy to just <laughs> uh, do that but so I, I tried to think about what Lisbon represented for me, what is it that made a city? And from this reflection came a series of photos which were taken in my neighborhood and also a kind of a poem which answered that question of what is a city for me? And I really liked this idea of working on a concept. In this case, it was kind of like simple and it was just a, a short text and then matching the images with the words. And I think, I mean, going back to what, he, what I think is useful to when we start a project, is time is definitely the most important thing, like not rush ourselves and also trust. So believing that we just need to 
understand what are the questions and to answer them without like trying to push ourselves to come up with something right away because I don't think he ever works like that. And also, I think being able to ask for help. I mean, this was a very simple project that I did on my own. And I mean, it didn't necessarily involve any like big shift. But obviously, then after that, the other projects that I've worked on have required to learn some things and obviously to learn these things from other people. And I think that's also really important to have in mind that we might not have all what it takes to do something, but we can definitely learn something new and push ourselves to do something different or something that we haven't done before. Yeah, and it's also funny because we have here another artist, that is Andrea, and I want to ask you if you are just approaching the same way. <laughs> you are both photographers, so maybe you have like a different approach that you want to share with us. And maybe if you want to ask Francesca from your side as an artist, if you have like interesting question about... Um, this topic is like I don't know exactly what is your mind because me I asking I always formulate my question as a, like a business as in the marketing but maybe as an artist you have a different approach so I would like to hear also what is your reality and what are the kind of questions that you want to ask her as an artist thank you Federica and I would probably just argue with you that I think your questions are yes marketing and business is like your background, but I see you as someone who shows up very genuine in the space of art and with artists as someone who really deeply cares and wants to understand more deeply, just like I think what we're trying to do with the podcast and, and in the other ways in the world in connecting with the, the arts community is like deepen and broaden an understanding that is normally so complex and also maybe very private or isolated in a way that of artists working on their own or in their studios. So Francesca, it's, well, we were just actually messaging a bit before about a project she's been working on, which I hope she'll share with us shortly. And I, I had the thought that I shared with her that it's, you know, it's different. I think when you think of yourself as maybe put yourself in a box, like I'm a photographer or I'm an artist, because I think those are very different things, like in how people think about them. And even though Francesca is using photography, I really do see her as an artist, like in the way she implements like different things coming together, like writing or working with um, an archive and trying to formulate, put pieces together and formulate something as opposed to, I think sometimes photographers are just really straightforward. Like I just, you know, I shoot images and, and maybe yes, they can be conceptual, but it's really about this kind of straight view on photography and not what am I piecing together? Yes, by using photography, but other elements to create something that, that we call art. And yeah, so the question I have Well, to answer your question, like, I don't see myself as just a photographer. I, I would say I'm also interdisciplinary artist. And with Francesca, I, I'm so curious, like, I really want to ask you this question. Like, what, what does being an artist mean for you? What does this give you? What does it mean for you? Because obviously, you know, you've, you've made some big steps in, in stepping into this and you're really genuinely invested in care about the work that you're you're making 
And I would really love to know, like for you, what, what is, what does this give you or what does it, because I think it's really interesting what you're saying about this aspect of like truth telling or finding something in their narrative you can understand about your own life or, or whatnot, but outside of maybe just that part, but like being an artist, being a creator, being really stepping into that, what does that mean for you? This is always a good question. I always feel like the first answer is that probably I haven't quite stepped into considering myself as an artist, but... But why do you even think that, though? That's even interesting. That means that there's like some, maybe a limitation or something, no, of how you might think about it, or maybe what you view an artist, how do you see it that maybe you would think that you're not it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I have been thinking about it for sure. I definitely have a certain kind of idea of what an artist is. I think there's an um, overarching idea that an artist needs to be genius character, like someone that says things in such a like different, I mean, not necessarily different, but such a clever and smart and new way that it's undeniable that he is an artist or she or that they are an artist because they have this like very special way of saying things, whatever is the medium of choice. And obviously to put that definition on myself is always hard because I mean, imposter syndrome or not, I think we all have a, a like a baggage of self-doubt that we carry with ourselves all the time. So but I mean, I am also aware of that and I try to, you know, continue to do what I do without like asking myself that question too often. And going back to what you asked first, I mean, what is it being an artist for me personally? I think I do feel a certain urgency of like, not just, I mean, it's not just about talking of certain thing about certain things. It's more about like, in exploring and investigating what certain topic mean for me and in the case of my last project was like a very personal question that obviously basically it's I don't know how to say but constitute probably 90% of who I am so that's quite like a lot and that's also why it's important for me but there are also other things I think also in the case of the series about Lisbon or other projects is just a curiosity of looking at certain things and trying to bring in different sources and different materials to define a certain element or a certain space or a certain feeling. What does it give you, though? I'm really curious mm -hmm. to make art. I mean, I think it's hard to define, but the closest, I think it's the closest I've been, like when I have an idea and when I feel the idea is, something I care about or is somehow important to me. It's a sense of purpose. It's like that sense of purpose that when you're in school, they tell you you'll find in a certain profession and, you know, that you'll become a doctor and you'll save lives and or you'll be a lawyer and you, like, defend, like, innocent or non-innocent people. And I had, I had never had anything like that. I had never wanted to be something specific and I think when I started to approach photography, for me, was this sense of like, that sense of purpose that I've heard talking about. And uh, yeah, made me feel like that things make sense in a way. Yeah, you, 
seems something crucial as everyone because sometimes you're gonna find with a job, sometimes you're gonna find with art, sometimes you're gonna find with a person, but at least maybe I think about myself and my situation just to find the purpose is when you really literally align yourself with your value and when you are just fulfilling your life with something. So I think it's one of the greatest feeling ever to just experiment something like that in life. And if you find this kind of feeling with art is something amazing because at least you find something you find like that you are feeling that you are alive and some people during their life they never unluckily they never approach this feeling and they just try to explore 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 but it never happens so what is your feeling when you're producing hard what's like your sensation if you can just share with us during the moment that you're producing the art, can you feel something? Can you share something with us? Because me, if sometime I'm going to approach a new project, I cannot feel anything. And sometimes I approach another one, I can feel kind of sparkle, but it's really complicated for me to understand exactly what I'm feeling. And maybe as an artist, you have the same problematic. So what is your feeling when you're taking photography and when your approach is the camera? Thanks for the question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say because a project is made of so many parts. I feel like that that sense of purpose is really like, is not something continuous. I mean, it happened often that I wake up with an idea and I feel full of purpose. And then a week after I read the idea that I wrote down, I'm like, what is this? Like, Why was I feeling any purpose writing this? But it's also, I think, it, well, I don't know. I think I came to understand that for me personally, it's part of the process. That doesn't mean that we are not good or we're not going in the right direction, or at least I try to coach myself into <laughs> reminding myself that that's not, doesn't necessarily mean it's a failure just because we don't like what we've done so far. It just means that, you know, we're growing or we're going forward into something. I mean, yeah, the feeling, I think it's quite, like you said, a spark. I think it's a good way of describing it. And also it's very symbolic of the duration of it, right? And so we're really curious to hear about the project that you've been working on for the past year, which in some ways was completed in the form of an artist's book. That was the form that it took, but that now has been expanded into an exhibition, but is now possibly still ongoing into like another book or a different form. I'm not sure. And please share with us about this project because it's super interesting. Yeah. So this this is a project I worked on during my master at a school in Lisbon, a photography school, IPC, IPCI. And well, it started as a project about my mother, but uh, it ended up being a project about three generations, four, including mine, of women in my family. It's called Perché ti ricordi sempre, which is the Italian for for you to always remember. And it's not a title I created, but it came from a dedication that was in the back of one of the pictures that I used from the family archive. So yeah, the work includes a lot of family archive pictures and a series of self-portrait that I made in the studio, in the school, 
wearing the dresses of my great grandmother, grandmother, mother, and myself. This was my first long project, my first consistent project, and also the first time I've done self portraits. So it was kind of a a lot of first times for everything. And so at the end of the course, we needed to work on this photo book. And at the moment, the project is in the form of this dummy or like artist book that was handmade and hand-binded and created by myself. Um, I would like one day for it to take maybe a form of a book, a published book, but I am still working a little bit on the on the layout, on the concept. I really would like to work with the book designer because I absolutely understand that photographers don't necessarily have to be book designers and I would really like to have this input coming from outside. And I think for a project of this kind, collaboration can be very enriching. And yeah, there was an exhibition on it. The project is quite challenging because there's a lot, lot, a lot of images. So I think the book at the moment is the best form to present it also because we can read it in a more intimate way. You can spend some time look, reading at the writing material rather than an exhibition where it's kind of everything there and can be a little bit much to take in. And how long does it take this project? Because it seems really huge. And when did you realize that it was the right topic? It was like something that was good for you and meaningful. Yeah, so it took about... I mean, I would say a year more or less, but obviously it's always kind of developing. And I mean, there was never really a moment I, I felt like 100% sure. Obviously, at some point I had to decide what I wanted to focus on because I was doing this course. But it really took shape slowly. And like I was saying before about time, at some point I had abandoned it because I had an idea and that wasn't possible. So, and then I had to pick it up again because... Yeah, because it was just what I had in mind and I found out that I really couldn't have focused at the moment on anything else, that there was just kind of happening and I'd somehow work on it and maybe it will be something that good. Do you want to share something else about the project? Like I also really interesting on the mistakes and the improvement. What do you want to share with us about like maybe critical moment that you need to face and how did you face it? Yeah, I mean, so one critical moment was definitely at the very start because I wanted this project to be about my mother, but it turned out that she doesn't like to be photographed and she doesn't want any recordings of her existing outside of her alive self. So yeah, then I almost gave up because the photos I had taken were not enough and where I didn't, I wasn't feeling comfortable working just with that material. And so that's how I kind of, again, not really by accident, but, you know, because of the circumstances, turned to the archive and started to look at the archive. And from there, like the story of the three generations of women came up and developed. So you know, in the end, it was kind of good that she didn't want to participate because it forced me to look somewhere else and 
And also, I think, understand that this is this was really what I wanted to talk about and that, you know, I could have probably found another way just rather than being stuck because she didn't want to be part of it. And obviously, she ended up being part of it somehow. So, yeah, to kind of boost your creativity in order to find a different solution. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think limitations are often forcing us to be more creative. Wow, that was a really beautiful response, Francesca. I I, I felt really touched by it. I would definitely really relate to it as an artist. Where one thing stops, another thing starts. And this is always, I think, one of the most important pieces of art making is like an endless process of discovery and possibility. and. I think in making art it can really, I, and for me, which is what is different about, I think the space of art making and the space of life is sometimes in life mistakes or things that don't go our way or things that didn't turn out how we wanted can actually be really difficult to deal with. But in the space of art for me, actually it's, oh, wow, like this didn't go this way, but I discovered this other thing inside of it that I didn't realize I could do this way or this mistake showed me something totally different or not getting the outcome I wanted. And I always am able to really see that as this amazing, amazing thing. So I really, I, I'm so happy to hear that about in your process, how, how that's worked. I'm really curious about this aspect of self-doubt because I definitely struggle with it for sure. And as an artist in the work that I do, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on it. Like, what is it, what do you feel it's about for you? And how do you feel like you come back from it? Or where do you kind of navigate through it and end up on, on the other side as a way of just, I suppose, having it as a very real element. That's not something that we can just put in a box and like mail to the other side of the world and you never see it again. Like it's going to resurface and it's just always, you know, it's going to be there as part of being human. and. I'm part of living. Yeah, that's a it's a really nice image actually. I think I'll keep it and like use it when I'm when I'm deep in self-doubt to like just put it in a box and send it overseas and until you know eventually comes back, but not for a while at least. Yeah, I mean I mean I think you know it's the answer is kind of contained in the question that you just made because you said how do you how do you come back from it? I think that's probably the key to deal with it because you know we we know that uh, or at least i think if we really want to say something and if we really want to work on something it's almost like there isn't really an alternative so you just know that you have to like come back from self doubt at some point and I also think self-doubt in a way it's important because I mean the moment I don't know how to I mean recently I've received some feedback that I I mean I went to a portfolio review and I received some feedback and this feedback wasn't necessarily harsh in itself but uh, it really affected me and made me self-doubt a lot because it really touched the point that I'm I mean, I wouldn't say insecure about, but I'm really sensitive about. And so like to look at this discomfort with curiosity rather than drowning, it's important. And 
I mean, maybe for a couple of days, I'll be a little bit bruised, but at some point, I, you know, it, it's useful to ask ourselves, okay, why am I feeling such a discomfort? Because someone that I don't know <laughs> told me this thing. And then to try and understand, you know, what is it that comes from, I mean, what is it that it's already in us that we want to change, you know? Because obviously we're not going to like change a project just because someone tells us that, it sucks or or it's not good or it's not good enough. We only gonna change something about the project if we also recognize in that criticism something that we tell ourselves. And I think maybe in this criticism there was definitely something that I'm already telling myself and that it's worth exploring a little bit more and you know maybe just trying something different and then if it doesn't work, we can always come back on our steps. But that part of questioning and and trying something new and like putting ourselves again in that discomfort zone where we can find a solution that that it's important it's easier said than done of course (laughs) thank you Francesca for sharing and I think joining us today it's like we're here to talk with artists but it's a bit of a of a vulnerable thing to really be super honest I think about some of the parts that really lend themselves to the the complexities of what it means to create that it's not just a, a final product that which is what most people see you know like the image or the exhibition or a book or whatnot and that um these are all the different pieces and parts that go into making something and yeah it's a really i think genuine and authentic way to live and be and that I I mean, my personal hope is just that in having people be able to share more is that that this can be maybe perhaps appreciated and understood on a deeper level by people, this kind of place that making comes from and that we move through as we do it and share it with the world. And then they can have their equally authentic and perhaps even emotional or whatever the art brings to them experience with it. It's almost, it's reciprocal. It's not just these elements happening in us, but then these elements get recreated in each person in their own way with art. I mean, that's my hope for art anyways. <laughs> Thank you very much, Francesca, for sharing with us today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Um, it was a conversation, but I think it was also an inner journey because you touched different topic, especially about yourself. And I hope people are listening to us can find some element you know just to keep with their career or not to be afraid of because you share some specific moment and not everything was exactly as you was expected from the beginning and also this self-doubt about being an artist and put an etiquette of what does it mean to be an artist is really crucial and even if we don't have an answer it's really nice that you're continuing and doing, continue exploring what does it mean for yourself being an artist. And thanks very much because it's a good reflection for everyone here, for myself and for all the people that are listening to us. Thank you all for joining us today. And thank you, Francesca. We're so happy and grateful to have you share your energy, your thoughts, your time, honesty, and with us, but also the people listening. And 
We really hope that all of you, perhaps between now and the next episode, if you meet an artist in your journey, in your path, in your travels, that you might have an opportunity to ask them some questions that is maybe can lead you into a deeper awareness of some of the details and complexities of what it actually means to create rather than just what what does your art look like or where is it and that maybe this kind of conversation can offer some space for reciprocation about life purpose meaning and that yeah something to carry with you and to take as you move forward in life thank you all so much and we'll see you next time